0: Hello, I'm Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deppley, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we hope that this word finds you in good health and blessed and highly favored. There's a word for us today coming out of the book of Nahum in the Old Testament. Nahum reminds us that nobody will get away without being judged. You can't mistreat God and think you're gonna get away with it. If his own son didn't get away without paying the penalty for death, what about you? Jesus took our penalty to the cross, but he still had to pay for our sins. God is a holy God, and whatever he says does not come back to him void. And the penalty for sin is death. Have you made preparations? Are you, are you focused in on tomorrow? Have you decided where you will spend your eternity? Where will you be a hundred years from now? Have you made reconcile yourself back to God through Jesus Christ? Because God is real and his wrath will come. And in the book of Nahum, God reminds us that he doesn't play around with life. He doesn't play around with sin. In the book of Nahum, it had been 150 years since the days of Jonah, where God told Jonah to go to Nineveh and tell the people to get their lives together. Jonah did not want to obey uh, bought a ticket to go somewhere else when God told him to go to Nineveh to preach a short sermon because the people were ready to change their hearts. Jonah came along and he got on the boat and uh, the storm came and he did not want to do what God told him to do. And he went overboard and a fish that was prepared by God swallowed him whole. And after three days of being in the belly of the whale, He changed his mind to do what God said to do. That's why Jesus even mentioned Jonah about being in the ground in the well for three days like he would be in the ground for three days also. And the Bible says that the people of Nineveh changed their hearts and set in sackcloth and began to worship God and follow his commandments and live for God and do his will. But 150 years later, They had gone back to doing what God told them not to do. It's so easy when you've been blessed and when you have things going well in your life and you're caught up with the traditions of life and the everyday part of life that you forget all about God and you begin to back away from what God wants you to do and you begin to back away from his teachings and his commandments and the lifestyle he has for you. You even forget about being blessed and highly favored. And you begin to satisfy your own fleshly desires and satisfy the things of the world that are calling you to be part of. It had been 150 years since they changed the city's mindset to serve God. That's about five generations. And now God is getting ready to give his wrath to the people of Nineveh the people that he used to change the hearts of Israel and to change and to conquer and they had become a great nation. And the same way we had elections just a few days ago and here in America, God wants us to make the very best decisions for our nation to be secure and uh, to satisfy the people and to recognize the people that the leaders are representing. God comes along and says, I'm sending my wrath. And he's getting ready to destroy Nineveh. And he says, I'm going to send the flood and all your walls are going to come tumbling down. Because I've given you chance after chance. 150 years is a long time for God to give them chances. But don't you know, after a while, your chance will run out. And that's the same way with life. We keep telling God, I'll do it tomorrow. I will come to you. I'll come on in And fellowship and be part of the family of God. I got time. But we don't know what tomorrow may bring. Tonight is not even guaranteed. So don't play with your life. Give your life to Christ. And pursue him. And his righteousness. And let all other things fall. In line with God. So. God tells Nahum. Nahum means. Consolation. comfort. Sometimes God has to punish us to comfort us, to get our attention, to realize that he is the God of all things. And he told Nahum to um, tell a nation that he was coming, and they would not see their nation for years to come. And it was not until 1830 when he dug up the city of Nineveh after God destroyed it and carried the people off into slavery. God is not to be played with. He's not a God that you should play like you play with somebody on the play field. Because he's God. He's the master of the universe. And he told Nineveh, Do the words of Nahum, in first chapter Nahum, he says, the second verse, God is jealous and the Lord revenged. The Lord revenged man, and it is furious and the Lord will take vengeance on his adversary. And he reserved wrath for his enemies. God looks at mankind. Either you are with him or either you are not. There is no straddling offense. You have to make your mind up and be of good courage. And be like Joshua. Choose ye today whom you shall serve. Because God is not a plain God. He comes along in Nineveh 1st chapter, the 6th verse. And says that he's a... Fears God. He says, Who can stand before his indignation and who can abide in his fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. He's able to control the sea, he's able to hang the stars in the universe. God is all powerful. Let him have your life today and watch what he can do with your life. If he can form man from the dust of the ground and breathe into him the breath of life, imagine what he can do with your life that's already in existence. He can change it all over again. You may have messed up in your life. You may have made some wrong decisions. But if you give your life over back to the master potter, the potter wants to put you back together again. Or in first chapter of Nahum, verse number nine, he says that he destroys his enemies. Uh, In verse number nine of chapter one of Nahum, he says, what do you imagine against the Lord? He will make an other end, affliction, shall not rise up the second time. So when your enemies come up against you, they won't come a second time. Because when God destroys, he destroys from the inside out. And what the devil meant for bad, God meant it for good. And there's nothing too hard for God. Let God fight your battle. Because he would do like he did in the Old Testament. Many times the army would come up against a nation. And come up against the children of Israel, the nation of Israel. And God would get in the midst of the enemy and stir them up. That they would turn on each other and begin to fight each other. God has that ability to take your enemy and put him in confusion, and they will scatter. He's able to heal you, deliver you, rejuvenate you, and cover you with His Son's blood. No longer seeing your sin, but seeing the gift of God, which is Jesus Christ. And everlasting life when he looks at you. Or oh, in verse number uh, 7 of the first chapter of Nahum. God tells us that he even protects his own. He said the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. God knows you when you call his name. God knows that you're trying to do your best in serving him. Make sure you line up with his words, line up with his authority, line up with his commandments. And he knows you. You got to have a prayer relationship, you got to have a friendship and fellowship with Jesus. Don't let life go by every day where you're not recognizing who God is. Slow down enough to talk to God. You shouldn't ever be too busy to talk to your father in heaven and learn about him and walk with him. And in verse eight, it says, but with an overrunning flood, he will make an other end to the place thereof and darkness shall pursue his enemies. So God will flood the enemy out that's in your life and he will answer your prayer. And darkness shall pursue your enemies. People look at you and wonder how you're making it. After all that you've been through. But if you're not by yourself, you was going through it with God. And then in the second chapter, beginning in the 10th to the 13th verse, God gives us a promise. And that promise is Jesus Christ. Christ is here for us today. Christ is here for us. To help us along the way, Christ laid down his life so that we could live again and pick up our life when we destroyed and shattered it into a million pieces. He's just that type of God, but you have to let him have his way. In verse number 10 of chapter 2, God tells us about. He's not to be played with. And the wrath that he promised because they were disobedient and didn't follow his word was going to come. And in 2nd chapter Nahum, verse number 10, it tells us, She is empty and void and waste, and the heart melted, and the knees smite together, and much pain is in her loins, and the faces of them all gathered together in blackness. Where is the dwelling of the lions and the feeding place of the young lion? Where the lion, even the old lion, walked, and the lion wept, and none made them afraid. The Lord did tear in pieces enough of his whips, and strangled for his lioness, and filled his holes with prey, and his dens with raven. God destroyed the nation of Nineveh, just like he said he would do, because they were disobedient to his word, and took for granted the time that they had to get their lives together. He gave them 150 years to try to get it right. God is a patient God, a loving God. What about you today? God has been patient with you. He's been loving. He's been faithful. He's been waiting on you to make your mind up. He's walked with you, he's talked with you, he led you, he put food on your table. But he's waiting on a response. Have you made your mind up today? Well, I'm going to ask you a few questions today. And I want you to search yourself and ask yourself, where will you be 100 years from now? Are you ready for that day? If you are, repeat after me because I'm going to invite you to Christ. Do you repent of your sins? That means to turn back from what you've been doing that's not right with God and get in this word and learn the right way to serve him. Let us pray. Gracious God, I come now. Father, forgive me for I know not what I've done. Lord, have your way. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that he gave the Lord supper and then went to the cross the next day and died for my sins. I believe he was placed in a borrowed tomb, but early Sunday morning, Gathered with all power in his hand, I believe. I believe that he sits at the right hand of God interceding on our behalf. Father, let me be part of the Holy Family of God. Wash me, cleanse me and create me a clean heart. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, amen. We love you at Neely. Keep a smile on your face, for that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.